Hi, I'm Jamila and Anybody Everybody Tottenham is a Boy Monthly podcast introducing the good people of Tottenham to you. So today, in a slightly shorter episode than in recent times, I'm talking to Dominica, who is an artist working in Tottenham. She's an illustrator and we started to talk a little bit about her work as a children's book illustrator. And just for context, because I reference experiences with Eastern European media. So I am from East Germany, so and basically everybody my age from the Eastern Bloc, we had a very similar exposure to media. We, we watched similar films and videos and also read similar children's books. Okay, so that's the context. So today on the podcast, I'm very happy to welcome Dominika, our local artist and illustrator. Thank you for having me. So Dominika, can you tell us a little bit about how you got to be in Tottenham and beautiful Tottenham? Uh, so I came to Tottenham because my friend's studio moved from Hackney to Tottenham and we decided to share a studio together. I obviously have been to Tottenham before. I had friends living here. I've had friends living near where the stadium is now, before the stadium was built. So because I live in Enfield, so I kind of, I knew the area and I knew um, a few places. But I really got to know Tottenham when I moved here and moved my studio. And when was that? And that was three years ago, probably. So what yeah. is your impression of Tottenham? You know, what makes it unique? Or maybe it's not that unique. Who knows? I love it. I absolutely love it. I used to work and travel to central London. And I was in love with central London and, you know, massive buildings and places. But it's, it feels very anonymous. Coming here, I think what I love about it is we've got a community. You, you get to know people. You get to know artists that walk around you. You get to know people in places that you go to to get your coffee. And it just really feels like a strong creative community. And that's why I love it. And that's what I was kind of looking for in London, which is really quite hard to, to get because there's so many people. So many people are coming just to work. So many, many people are coming as tourists or for a short period of time. So it's quite nice to have that kind of base when people know you, which is really Okay. Do you feel Tottenham is less transient, that people are more settled here? Um, I think it's changing quite dramatically in the last few years. Even when we came here, it was very different. And you could see more artists coming in, more artist collectives, studios. And what, what comes with that is many more cafes and restaurants. So I think it's, it's changing quite a lot. But it's still, I think it's still very unique. And it's still, it's, it's got very many original places. It's like kind of rough diamond, I think. Because you, you go, you know, you go up, West Green Road and you could feel like you're in a different country and I absolutely love it and it's so inspiring and central London and many other parts of London not, don't, don't really have that I think they, they're too nice and too done up and not as not as inspiring so do you think it's, it's definitely the art scene is developing in, in Tottenham so yeah but I think there's more and more art happening more and more organizations and collectives and small businesses and I think it's, it's just an amazing place to be in. Because the reason you were in central London before was that you studied at St. Martin's is that why or? Yeah I studied at central London and I worked 
when I first came to England, obviously I had to get a job. <laughs> and I was drawn to like real touristy London. So I got a job in Leicester Square, <laughs> the centre of the centres. Absolute nightmare, I think. But yeah, that's all. That's all. My school was there. My, my jobs, funny little jobs were there. So, yeah. so because originally you're from Poland. So how long have you been in the UK overall? Uh, almost close to 20 years. So it's, it's quite, I can't believe it myself. But yes, quite a long time. So you left Poland also when, when it was just developing as well so I can I can understand the the draw to central London being a very big contrast isn't it that's right it was very different from where I left and even like going back to Poland I, I can't recognize it <laughs> it's very different from from when I can left. you tell me a little bit about your career and what you're working on yeah of course um so I've like you mentioned before I graduated from St Martin's then I worked as a freelance designer for a bit I always was passionate about books and ch especially children's books, design, illustration. So I've decided to study at, um, children's book illustration in Cambridge and doing my MA, after which I continue working as a freelancer and published children's books with Tate Publishing, few um, foreign publishers. My recent book have been published with um, Munch Museum. That was about Edward Munch, the activity book. So... I was kind of doing that kind of working in publishing, working with children's imagery, and now I'm kind of slowly changing to, to more painting, more various different things, design, writing, painting, working on patterns. I have two questions. How do you study children's illustrations? How am I imagining this? You do some research and and then try different styles? or uh, Yeah, you look at Of course, yeah, you look at uh, the history of children's publishing and you look at the styles, you work on developing your own style, visual language of how you're going to portray the story. I think there's lots of people who think they can do children's books. <laughs> That's not, because I, I meet a lot of people with children's book ideas, <laughs> which is quite, quite funny. But yeah, you look at how to write stories, you look how to illustrate them so the illustration are not exact, illustrating exactly what words are saying. Why were you so drawn to it? I think it's because I had a big library as a child. My parents had a big library and we always loved books and I, my parents tell me that I woke them up every morning with a book to read and they had to take turns to read it to me and I was always surrounded by books, that's why I always found them fascinating. And moving to England made me realize how different picture books were. Yeah, Eastern European illustration and books were very different to, to English picture books. And they still are very different. Even German picture books. Oh, interesting. How? In the UK, they seem, people say that they're too scary, too harsh for children. I'm still traumatized by a children's book of, of Russian stories. And I remember when we watched um, fairy tales as children, we watched, I think, Czech ones and Russian ones. And they are deeply traumatizing. <laughs> That's right. And it's, it is really interesting because different things and different stories and different style of illustration sells in different countries. So for the last few years, I went to Bologna Book Fair, which is international children's book fair. And you can just, you can tell the difference between French kids publishing and Mexican kids publishing and English. They're very, very different. Okay. They're darker, they're more... Would you say everywhere they're darker than in the UK? Or does it get darker the more east you go? 
I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as to say everywhere, but certainly Polish, German, Russian, Czech, they they're very different. What about Italians then? Italian style? And they very they I think they're braver, they're more experimental. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of more abstract books, experiments with paper and forms rather than traditional character that has adventures. There's a lot of art books that are being published. Would you yeah. say you have a certain style or can you adapt your style for different audiences? Um, people say I do, yes. People say I have, some people say that I have Polish style, but it's not conscious. It's just how I do things. And I'm, I think uh, but it must be influenced by things I used to look at and watch as a kid. So the outline and geometric geometric forms, I think, is, is, is what I like most. I did try to soften my my illustrations when I was studying and I was trying to do it, you know, soft, happy characters, but I hated it. <laughs> it just wasn't me. It just absolutely wasn't me. The other thing I, I liked was how you said you meet a lot of people with um, children's books ideas. So what do you think are misconceptions that people think they could write a children's book? I think... Sure, I think everyone has got idea about character and he can have this adventure and that adventure, but it's not, it's just not as simple as, as writing it and then going. If, if you work in children's book publishing, you know, publishers get a lot of proposals and a lot of submissions. You know, it's not, it's just not as simple because some publishers may have a story about cat and you have a story about cat and they're not going to publish you. So you have to be, get used to rejection and, you know, hearing 30 no's before you maybe hear one yes. How did you get your foot into publishing? I went to Bologna. It was actually in Bologna. So you go to the book fair and you have your portfolio with you, you have your book ideas and you go from publisher to publisher stand. If they want to see you, they'll see you and you show them your work and it's just hard yes or no and you just go. The first year I went, uh, the group, there was a group of us illustrators and we were almost in tears because it was so harsh and you just think no one will ever publish my work. Everyone is saying no. But you just have to be, keep going and be optimistic and believe in you know what you do, you want to do it and just keep going and there'll be someone who likes your work and the country who understands it. So you said you did some international um, publishing because I think I saw you had a book in front, like French, no? Yes, yes. But my first book was actually published by Tate, funnily enough. And it was a coloring book. And the story was that, you know, a few people said it's not really for them. It's not for UK market. And it's too, they said, sophisticated as, they, as if it was a bad thing. And they, someone mentioned like, you know, it's, it's a book for someone who buy, buys their books at Tate. And I was thinking, oh, well, that's, that's not quite nice, I think. <laughs> so when I thought Tate Publishing Stand, I thought I'll go and, and try it. And they said yes, which was amazing. And that's how it started. But now I have a book agent and she she pushes my ideas and my work to various publishers and speaks to international publishers. And would nice. you say your style has changed or the way you address illustrating for children has changed because of being a mom yourself? I think yes. There is a lot of books that... Um, I think that in general, there's books that are created by illustrators for illustrators, and then you read them to your child, and he's absolutely not interested <laughs> because it's too, 
like to design in abstract <laughs> and you think like yeah but look at this beautiful paper and these forms and he's like no, no, no. <laughs> so I've got a massive collection of books that I basically buy for myself and there's a different category of books that he loves and I don't necessarily agree with <laughs> the way they look but he loves them I don't think the way I do I I illustrate my books or I draw but of course, I read much more, many more books now. So has he read your books? Yes, that's but, but right. they're more like coloring in books, no? Doodle, yes. doodling. Is he yes, old enough he to do that? Which is quite nice now to to you know to show him the book and he draws in it, and I'm like, oh, I made this book, and he's like, did you? <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. But he likes he likes drawing his own things as well. So not just activity books. He likes to you know, use his imagination and create his own. So you said you are working on different things now with painting and writing as well, you said. So what are your personal plans now? Yes, I'm developing. I'm, I'm trying to develop more work and come up with ideas that I can work with my hands because I usually work in front of a screen. So I'm just experimenting and sketching and thinking of different ways of just using my hands to work because this... Yeah, it's quite tiring to just look at the screen. Just obviously, it's nice in many cases because you can just take your laptop and work from anywhere you want. But I miss, I miss getting, you know, getting dirty and painting and making things. Do you think it's partly with the pandemic that you were more on your screen as well, or absolutely yes? You you have more Zoom calls. Everyone wants to, you know, have a call, a meeting call instead of emails, <laughs> and you just constantly. I also do a lot of, um, recently I've been lucky enough to work on lots of editorial work, illustrations for magazines and newspapers, but it's all also very quick, very and digital. And the deadlines are really tight. I recently had a commission and I had probably eight hours to come up with illustration. <laughs> I didn't make it, of course, I made it, yeah. And it's really nice, but sometimes you just feel like you want to you feel like more than a real artist. <laughs> so you said you had a studio space in Tottenham and is it a collective? How does how does that work? No, I share it with friends who have their own company and they have downstairs studio and upstairs I share with my friend. So just the two of us. Yeah, but there's a lot of studios around us so it's quite nice to meet other artists. So you can all go to the same cafe? That's right. Everyone knows your name. <laughs> yeah it's very nice what are your top tips for Tottenham and the best cafes or maybe something completely different that we haven't heard about yet but I've got um definitely explore the area it's just it's just so great it's there's so many shops so many foreign cuisines I just absolutely love little shops little independent shops barbers I mean, I, I'm inspired by people and Tottenham is absolutely amazing for people watching. I was wondering about this as well, like looking at your art, it seems very much like a city person that you are drawn to urban life, no? That's right. I am, yes. I just got back from uh, New Forest, which is absolutely beautiful. And I go to na like beautiful nature places and I think maybe I could live here in the forest without seeing people. I think urban environment is is where I thrive the most because I just love architecture, love really interesting buildings and places that people create themselves. 
and shop signs and just different faces and characters. I absolutely love it. And I'm really inspired by that. So I would really recommend people to just go for a walk with their camera and just see how amazing it is. Because I saw um, on your website, I think it was that you did the shutters on Craft. All right, that's right. True Craft, yes, my one of my favorite pubs, of course, best for pizza. We base just opposite Craving Coffee, so that's our regular place to get coffee and lunch. Other places, the Palm Pub, really great food, really great roasts. Nigerian tapas on a high street. When people want to buy some of your art, what are the different ways of going about it? Okay, well, I've got a shop on my website, which the, the simplest address is dominica.co.uk. Or you can have a look at a platform called Zone Arts, which sells artwork of local artists. That's created by um, Elena Davidson. And he's it's got some of my work as well, as well as Tottenham artists, designers. It's really interesting. And the books, we have to go on the Tate website, yeah? That's right. Uh, there's links on my website so you can have a look. There's various places you can buy them from. Okay. So thank you very much for this conversation and all the best for the future. Thank you very much. Yeah, you too. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. I'm going to link in the show notes Dominica's website and also the Zone Art website. And on my, my website... I'm going to link you some German fairy tales that you understand the beauty of scary stories. There's a fantastic album by the Tiger Lilies, which is stories from Heinrich Hoffmann. I think once you read some of those stories, you understand that maybe people who were raised on, on, on this kind of stuff have a slightly tougher outlook on life. <laughs> Okay, that's for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, learned something new, and let that Tottenham love grow. Take care, and until next time, bye!